Clark. Hello, everyone. On today's episode, we had the pleasure of chatting with Natalie Clark, a singer-songwriter from Glasgow, Scotland, who is now kicking ass in L.A. On what George deems our most positive episode yet, we discuss how to create during a pandemic, what the impact of social media is on our own psyche, what it's like to be on a blind date reality TV show, and hear some original music. Please enjoy this episode of Pod Rock with Natalie Clark. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. Right uh, on. Yeah, welcome, everyone. Welcome to uh, Pod Rock. We have a wonderful guest today, Natalie Clark. Hi. Hi. Hi, Natalie. Hello. Yeah. Um, she is a, uh, as you can tell by her accents, she's from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Definitely yeah. not from Chicago. <laughs> Chicago by way of Glasgow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess that still works. I mean, uh, it's, it's, we're from different parts of the country. A little Absolutely. Bit, you know, um, yeah, Natalie is a, you're a recording artist, singer, songwriter, a little bit of a, a little bit of everything, right? Yes. Yes. Dudley, can you sit? No? Yeah. That's Dudley, the mascot of the show. Oh, God, um, I would like to say that, you know, Cody gets to, um, and actually Lenny as well, gets all um, our stuff prepared before we do one of these, you know, so we can kind of, you know, usually we know the people, but mm-hmm. I obviously didn't know you yet, but uh, he sent me your your stuff and he's like, all right, here you go, get familiar. <laughs> and I was like, I and I think I told you earlier, I'm, I mean, super impressed, really. Oh, it was just, thank you, you so know, much. when you hear something that good, that done that well. And your voice is just ridiculous. You oh, know? So, thank I mean, you so ass. much. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. You guys all got to check her out. It's just nuts. Oh, know? definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, NatalieClickMusic.com, and we'll, we'll we'll get you we'll your get shout out there, towards yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, but my God, yeah. Um, it was really interesting doing my kind of write up on you and finding all the cool stuff because you know you've got your website, you've got all those things, but even finding just the the multiple interviews that you've done over the years ever mm-hmm. since you've come over here and all the music you created and what you've done you know uh, the, all, obviously all the stuff that you did like with your brands and, and the stuff that you did with the voice and all that stuff that you, you've been a part of has been really really intriguing to kind of find those um, but I will admit some of that stuff was I couldn't find the exact like your exact audition for the voice you know oh that, yes that was on there but I, I did find clips of it so I kind of put it all together in a, in a small bit to, you did uh, um Oh God, I have it. Wait, 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 wait. What was All Right Now? All Right Now. Yeah. By Free, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was actually one of those songs that my dad's band used to play. Oh my God, yes. You seem way too young to even know who Free <laughs> is. Just, <laughs> just classic. It's come on. It's ageless, yeah. timeless. Yeah, it is. Rock yeah. And roll. Actually, he's one of my favorite guitar players, Paul Kossoff. You know, he's, um, I was kind of considering him like the white BB King, you know, because he's got this, cr- I mean, you heard it even in that song where his, mm-hmm. the solo is like, it's like this crazy, wanky, like super up and down vibrato that he has. So you know? cool. So, so cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. He died young, but you know what a drag. But right. You know. And then of course, like the greatest singer ever. I mean, Paul Rogers. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. To go on to be Bad Company and all that. And anyway, cool that you would even know who Free is. You know. Oops. Sorry, Dudley. Sorry, my brother. <laughs> He was right behind me. I think he just fell out of his bed, actually. Mm. You're okay, buddy. That's all right. Was that something that you chose, or did they choose that for you? So, um, technically they chose, but we had to put together, you know, a kind of short list of songs. Mm. When I say short list, it was like 200 songs. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, For real, wow. uh That you you kind of pick. And so that song, I'd been playing at my usual gigs. So I had um, not been kind of long in America and I was playing like lots of like breweries and things like that so that was one of the ones that was kind of a bit of a crowd favorite of these gigs all the time so it was on my kind of list of songs and then they decide effectively like what you definitely are going to do and I 
I absolutely love that song. And I, as I said, I've been yeah. playing it like every night at these gigs. But for, for that, for the voice audition, I was kind of a bit worried because it's more, the whole song is like more of a kind of groove and it's like a cool vibe. Right, and, yeah. But it's not like the voice is like, can you hit the big high note? And right. like, there's a big, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. climax and it's like, whoa, you know, and the church, you know, so I, I was a bit worried because I was conscious of the fact that that song doesn't have it. The, the song right, is right, literally right. just about a kind of cool groove and it's yeah. like, so I was a bit worried and, you know, it didn't have that. And so I think, um, yeah, if I if I could go back and do it again, I would maybe for that kind of show, I would maybe pick something that had that big, you know, vocal moment. Mm. But you know, the song itself is. What so would you cool. have picked? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> could you have done I your don't... own music? Could you have done your own song? Like a daylight no. for the audition thing? Okay, so no. you have to do a cover. Yes, yeah, so it has to be a cover. Right. Um, for the voices, like definitely a cover. I don't know. Like I've thought about that. Yeah. Like since the audition, I was like, what if I had to? Um, there was like, you, do you know James B? Don't James B is a UK artist. He's like really at the time, and that was like whenever it was. But he had a song like "Hold Back the River" that I really liked, and it had that kind of big, oh. kind of emotional sort of climax of the song. And I was thinking about that. Um, the Pretenders, "I'll Stand by You." Um, I was another one I was kind of thinking about. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like. But and and saying all that, I wouldn't take back the whole. I mean, the whole thing was just such a cool experience. Yeah, I bet. And you know, I absolutely just, you know, it was totally surreal experience. The fact that I, as I said, I wasn't long in America, and this just the one of the producers like emailed me. I thought it was spam. Right. <laughs> Literally, I was like, sent this to my friend that was staying at the time, and I was like, just got this email, like think it's spam like what do you think and she's like get home now like phone them today <laughs> and then lo and behold that's how it all kind of started and so yeah it was a cool really cool experience it seems like it that's really i, I wonder if, if if it's like a short list of songs that they do they must tailor the show then so mm -hmm. that the songs kind of flow together so it's not just always Definitely. does that make sense so. absolutely i think so i mean at the end of the day it's a huge big production right. so the you know they're kind of I think strategic and like we'll have one big moment and then a kind of chilled yeah. moment and then this that and the other so I, I think they know what they're doing and they kind of put it all together and and I mean in a successful way because it's a top show and stuff but um, it definitely is a huge production I didn't know anything about you know even just to get to the blind audition I was mm. in there we were preparing in the hotel for like about three and a half weeks or something like that so it's like oh, a, wow. yeah it's a big that's a long time actually yeah. for, for a... yeah you do like you meet you know the producers producer audition and then the executives and audition and then you all that kind of you know it's like a whole big process it's a pretty good screening process it, yeah it it's, kind of... it's kind of intense I suppose in a way now looking back and thinking of course because it's such a huge production that they have to like go deep yeah. before so they put someone on TV you know but which kind of takes the fun out of the reason why you get certain people on there. They're <laughs> really, you know, the terrible ones. They've been screened enough to get on so that they can, you know what I mean? So they can they can kind of milk that. That makes sense. So it I makes know. for good TV. It's kind of TV is, is, reality TV is a funny thing. Oh, it's a funny thing. But... I, have, I have many, many friends that are producers on reality TV. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the things that they, I actually had a, a, a guy that I used to work with did um, camera for like, 
I don't know if it was like Jersey Shore or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing camera for that. He also did camera for Deadliest Catch, which he said was a lot different reality TV. You're on a boat and mm-hmm. a lot scarier. But he <laughs> said that the producers would tell the cameraman to just like, hey, talk a little bit about you know, this so they can hear you, you know, so-and-so's uh-huh. doing what was so-and-so just to kind of create drama. Uh, dude, I, I, I could go even a step further, sadly. I, I am the sad recipient of being on two reality TV shows. Oh my God, <laughs> really? Was, yeah, bad. And it was, you know, it was decades ago, but one of them was called Star Date. That was the worst one. I went out with Tiffany. Oh God. Oh man. You know, the, the singer... Yeah. Ironically, my bass player of my band that for many years on um, who plays in Ali Guns as well. Um, he's playing with her right now. He's touring. He's like, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny's on oh, with, wow. with Tiffany. Um, but anyway, um, that, that did not go well for me at all <laughs> whatsoever. It was just Wow, that's so um, cool. Well, you know, we were just on different wavelengths and um, she you know, so there would be like you'd go on this date and they film it. And kind of a lot of that, like, hey, do this or do that yeah. kind of stuff. Talk about this. And then um, you go on your own. You talk about each other. <laughs> so she didn't have nice things to say about me. From what I remember, anyway. But <laughs> oh, man, I, I do. So and, and, but I remember, I remember watching going, and oh, man, I look so swarmy and just douchebaggy. Oh, you know? no. So Excuse my language. But uh, anyway, then, then I was also in the first episode of... Um, what is that? Blind Date. If you remember that show. From so wait, you were on two reality dating, dating shows. shows. <laughs> I don't know, man. Literally. Hey, you, George. And, and, and honestly, just like walking, you know, I was in the, like the Beverly connection, you know, <laughs> just somebody's yeah. like, hey, want to be on? Sure, I'll be on. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they're, they're odd. It's all I can say. Yeah. 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 Well, that's so, the thing. There's this whole other side to yeah. the reality TV thing that is just another whole But I mean, piece. it's not like the void. At least you're doing what you, you know, right. you're good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're great at. You know what? So I, the way, uh, really quick, uh, listening to your voice, like um, I saw the well, in the two videos that I saw that you have that are really they're produced, like especially the one with the coffee shop. What's that song called? Oh, ready to roll. Yeah, I mean that was like I mean it's so they're all pro. They're both, I mean, but I mean that one's like it seemed like like a full set, like a little mini movie that you had going oh. there. Oh yeah, um, that, that 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 music video is really yeah, cool. Yeah, but especially right? in that song, I, your voice. I mean, because you have a you could play a lot. I mean, you have a good great range, obviously, and Thank you can you. go from. Um, you got, you've got, you can play with a different, you know, distortion, this, that, and the other. Um, where did it all come from? I mean, what? I, I mean, I see you play guitar as well, but obviously, mm. I mean, it seems like singing is your thing. So I do. I just love singing. Well, how I started singing was, um, like, I started singing. My dad um, as a jazz guitarist, jazz songwriter, and um, so when I was like fourteen. That was, I started like playing jazz standards like once a week, then my dad's, you know, kind of regular gig. So I would do that and that's how I started singing. And I just, just obsessed with singing, you know, since since I can remember. Um, but then, yeah, I sort of started getting into the kind of songwriting aspect, like not that long ago, maybe like, well, I don't know, maybe it's like 10 years or something, but he just absolutely found this passion for the connection between, you know, singing and melody and everything, and then also writing. I was just like, whoa, that was yeah, a whole other so realm, cool. like just blew me away. Um, and the first songs were like terrible, you know, <laughs> but I just found that passion. So yeah, I've just been, yeah. Are you trained or is that just kind of natural or both? Natural, I mean, I did a little bit at, in school, like high school, um, you know, I, I studied, like one of my subjects was music, but um, 
so I did like a little like one of the terms you know you go and see a um, vocal teacher and everything but yeah I've never really kind of had proper you know a series of vocal lessons or anything I just um, honestly it's just sort of developed from practice yeah, really right. just well, doing it you know it works yeah 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 and like the most recent stuff like the ready to roll song and everything um, so since I moved to America I've been playing like gigs regularly and you know I started out with getting a residency at like a resort and stuff like that so playing basically playing like cover songs yeah. but playing for like three to four hours a night and that's like built up my chops for yeah, you know singing and everything and you know also for playing the guitar like I had to get decent enough to be able to accompany myself. Um, oh, you do it on your own? Yeah. No, nobody else? Yeah, I'm like a one-woman band. Yeah, I love so it. Yeah. I just, and that's how I've been doing it for the last kind of few years, yeah. you know? Like, so, yeah. So it's um, been a few years in the making, but I'm still doing it, still loving yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I saw in, a, in, I don't know if it was your bio, but the stuff that, that Cody kind of compiled, mm-hmm. that you were a teacher and your brother... Uh, convinced you not to or to to go after this. Yes. Right? That's what I like. Part of the whole thing that we got together is that we we know so many interesting people in the business and the way that uh, from all aspects of it. You know, we mm-hmm. know producers, composers, musicians, uh, artists, all of it, right? And they all have such unique uh, come up stories. You know, mm-hmm. like what you know. And we were you know we've been just you know drinking, having cigars, and mm-hmm. going talking war stories. Cody and I, and, and um, we thought you know this would be. No, people should kind of know this because it's interesting, especially if you're if you're out in the trenches and you're like 18 or 19, like maybe I want to go down that mm-hmm. road. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, ins and outs that, um, you know, who knows? But it's it's good to have the the inside scoop, so to speak, of like mm. what it's all about and whatnot. And everybody's story is so unique. We've had rap, you know, a great rapper here. You know, we've, um, we've ev- literally the stories of every single artist we've had so far. And we've done, a, you know, quite a few of these um, so far. They're all unique, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just so curi- curiously, yours. Yeah, well, um, it's all, so where did I start? <laughs> um, I was born. <laughs> I was born back in Glasgow, um, um, many moon ago. Um, no, so basically, um, I initially was going to go down the kind of academic route, so my, um, my family sort of like sort of quite a science-based background. My mum was a biology teacher, my dad's a doctor, and it was like kind of something that I I did like, but I was like, right, okay, I'm going to go down that route, and eventually wanted to be a child psychologist and go back and get my PhD and kind of go down that way. So to do that, you have to then go into teaching for a while and kind of have experience in teaching. So I was on that path the whole while, like, sort of at the same time had this incredible passion for music I just didn't think of it as a possibility for like my career or my life but always loved it Um, and then you know would have periods of getting really excited about it and usually when it was like on holiday from from my teaching job but I just again didn't have the courage to think of it as like an actual career in life and then, um, and so my brother, Stephen, one of my brothers, Stephen, um, had said to me for years, he's just like, what What are you doing? Why are you not going and like following your passion? And I'm like, don't be crazy. Because then at that point, I'd kind of built up a stable life in, in Scotland, like 
teaching's like quite a decent career over there. You know, it's slightly different to here. It's like, you know, I was quite comfortable, had my own, you know, my own apartment and stuff like that. Um, pretty stable, secure situation. And then I was going to teach and then I was going to do the thing. And, that, you know, it was like that was the whole path. And then so anytime he'd say it, I'd be like, that's just crazy. Um, don't be ridiculous. I've got like a pension and blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Um, but then it came to a point where... Um, I think it was after I'd started writing the music, like, I just was so, I loved it so much. And then one summer he said to me, like, again, I was just about to go back to school after the term, you know, oh, and I just remember he just said, you know, go, why didn't, why didn't you just go for it? And that I was just about to launch into the thing, the defense of like, I can't possibly, don't be stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then something in me was just like, oh man, he's, there's something in this. And I just couldn't defend it. He was just like, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, you can go back and do teaching, like. Yeah, it's not like that goes away. Uh -huh, like yeah. it is, you know. And just something in me, my whole body, it was just like, this is absolutely like he's onto something. So I went home that night and I was like, after a while, I said to myself when I went back on the Monday, after the summer holidays, I was like, if I, I'm gonna just see how I feel. And like when I go into the school and like just see, you know, and literally, I swear to God, I remember it so clearly. I walked through the door, I was like, right, cool. Walked through the door, literally through the door, the threshold, I was like 100%. I'm handing in my notice and I, I, I like, I felt it in like right every there, yeah. cell of my body. I was like, I can't explain it. I was just like, I have to do this. And so I, you know, gave notice. The school were fantastic. I, I stayed for, you know, cause I had um, a really young class at that time. It was like primary one, which is over here is maybe like, well, I don't know. What's, what's the age? Like five years old. Oh, so like, like kindergarten. kindergarten. Okay, yeah. so yeah, because we start primary one. That's like kind of when we start school uh -huh. um, over there. So, you know, you have a lot of prep and, you know, so that's why it was even harder to sort of like quit and, you know, give up. Oh my gosh, up. yeah. But I, I stayed and like, till they found somebody and... Help that transition. Yeah, for, yeah. for a good yeah. couple of months. And, you know, I wanted to do it the right way. Um, but yeah, so then that was it like I just was like I have to do this so at first I um, handed my notice worked for a couple of months and then went down to London I was like right I'm gonna go down to London like play all these gigs you know it's gonna be great I'm gonna like get into the songwriting community down there and all that and then like really quickly ran out of money and I was like man this is that, crazy. That's the thing is very, oh, yeah. if anything we could say universally for Man, everybody was running out of money. That's the thing, they yeah. don't tell you about going yeah. for your dream. They're that's like, right. actually, it's just really, yeah, it's really tricky. Oh, yeah. um, it's expensive going for your dream. It's very expensive to go for your dream um, <laughs> when you don't have an income. Right. Um, so yeah, so I went down there and I loved London so much, but I was like, you know, this is crazy. So I... I was like, right, what am I going to do? I think I'm going to have to go back up to Glasgow. But what had happened was I was kind of questioning my whole decision. I kind of had this passion. I knew I wanted to do it, but I then was sort of thinking, well, what's this about? Like, I'm now broke. I'm, like, struggling. Like, I have to go back home, you know, with my tail between my legs. Like, what, 
Right. What's this all about? But then I just had this feeling and this sort of like passion for the music, but I just didn't make sense. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? So, but there's something kind of magical happened that really just sort of set me up. I was questioning, like asking the universe, like, okay, is this the right thing for me? Like, am I meant to do this? If I am, like, I need help. Help! Yeah, <laughs> um, and if not, there. then cool. Like, I'll go back to teaching, but just, like, please help. And then I flew back up to Glasgow the next day, um, kind of held my hands up in defeat, just like I have to go back. But I'd had also that week, I took it as a sign to go back up that I had um, won these tickets. Basically, I put my name down for tickets to QA and a with... So Richard Branson, the virgin um, guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I got those tickets, I thought, right. And it was up in Glasgow randomly. It wasn't even in London. So anyway, I went back up to Glasgow, went to the Q&A the next day. And out of the 600 people, I got to ask him a question. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, what are the chances? But I asked him about being brave because he's like the poster child for doing all these amazing, crazy, brave things. So I asked him, like, when he started out, like, did he get scared? Because I was terrified. Right. <laughs> um, and I was like, did you question it? Like, are you scared? And um, so I asked him, and he was just like, he was so lovely. He was just like, yeah, absolutely, that's totally normal. But they just flipped it on me and was like, so what are your plans? And I was like, eh. And it was, oh, by the way, it was also being filmed for the BBC, like, live, like, for the BBC, I was just like, a, it was a crazy, crazy thing. Cameras. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, um, well. Uh, <laughs> and so I just told him, I was like, I just quit my job as a teacher to pursue my passion of music, singing, songwriting. This is what I kind of want to do. And um, he was just like, oh, great. Okay, cool. Like, well, give us a song then. On the spot. Literally. No guitar, nothing, just you. No guitar, nothing, no anything. Um, everyone just went wild, and I was just like, what? So that's no warm-up, nothing. You're just... Oh, no, literally just like... Oh, I mean, you're not expecting song? to do something. Yeah, who would Are you, you kidding me? You didn't expect for him to ask you to sing. I was just like, what? Um, and I just was in sh- literally in shock. Everyone went wild. The next thing, I'm literally being, like, hooked onto the stage <laughs> with by the bouncers. Oh, like, man. they give me a microphone. Wow. And it, he was being um, interviewed by Nick Grimshaw, like one of the biggest DJs in like the UK uh, on on BBC, like Radio yeah. One. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. And they just handed me a microphone, and I was and I was just standing on the stage with like <laughs> I had like five seconds to decide what to sing, what to do, what like what. What do- an opportunity though! Yeah. Like scary as hell, but my God, that's but awesome. It's it's inc- it's insane and so incredible. Like he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was everyone's there to see him. No one cares about like. Isn't some it girl interesting from how the universe? Like I'm, the oh, we yeah. talk to I me mean, so. It's it's there. If you pay attention, mm-hmm. if you tune in, it's there. Oh, oh the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? And do you listen to that instinct? Like right. something in me was like, I should get back up there. Something in me was like, go. Something in me was like, be one of the first people in line. Like, I, so then I got to ask a question. It was just like so serendipitous. The whole thing just was like magical. So what did you sing? So I just decided to start singing like one of my own songs, yeah. um, Weakness, which is about kind of being brave and going your own path. Like, cause all my friends were like getting set down and married and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm gonna go and live the dream. Like it was so crazy at the time. So the song's kind of about that, just like about- Could you give us like 10 seconds? 
Oh, hey! Right now? Right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yes. OMG. Wait, we did not plan on this. I thought we said we I were know, going to wait. Hold I that. Oh. You know, such a great story. Holy smokes, okay. <laughs> this was not part of the... Okay, that's okay, that's okay. Like a little hint of like the the beautiful voice that you have. Holy oh, yeah! Wow. Thank you, know. you guys. That was uh, fills up the room. It is though. Oh. It's it's so yeah. Your voice yeah. is it's so unique it's rich. And, yeah, it's yeah. so rich. Oh, thank it's, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got the sultry feel to it yeah. that just just makes you yeah. It's, it oh. makes you smile. It's really nice. Like to be honest, it's really it's really interesting you because you could. I'm. It's so. I know it's just so colorful. I can I can hear you being like a country artist. I can mm. hear you being an R and B artist. Mm. I can hear you being a pop artist. Like there's really, it just it doesn't seem like there's anything that you can't do. Oh, so well, I of, really appreciate that yeah. honestly because I think yeah, I just have such a passion for it, and I do like yeah. all the genres. Like yeah, I yeah, like yeah. all that, and sometimes I feel like that comes out in all the different sort of styles of song production and stuff that I right, do like yeah. I right and you know I, I think actually as I as I watch the music business you know always transcending it seems that especially because you see all these artists kind of mixing from different um, different genres mm -hmm. um, it seems like it's kind of headed that way like you know you, you can hear you know obviously in country for example there's tons of pop influence I've even heard some rap influence in some country music I know. so it's... you know so and then vice versa there's there's things that come in in pop that you You'll hear like that it's very mm -hmm. country or or even obviously you know rock and rap has been mixed i mean everything's always kind of morphing and moving on mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to be able to to do it all i think the basis you know, what i like for myself is that you know you, you have a very well it's rich but it's also you've got the r&b kind of like you, you can feel it you got a swing to your voice you know some it's kind of natural i don't know mm -hmm. if you know but i'm sure you probably do but um no I, that's I, cool yeah, yeah, Thank yeah you. it's really cool and it, it's that that stuff can take you anywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm well, impressed with. I love that. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. That's cool. That's a great song. So you did that. 
a cappella. <laughs> yeah, there was no guitar. There was no guitar to hide behind. Still, and I mean, yeah, you, just, awesome. you and a microphone. It was literally in me front and of a microphone. Richard Branson. In front of Richard Branson. Filmed live for the BBC. It was like Crazy so though. insane. Well, he um, had some fantastic things. That they both had fantastic things to say about you. Well, they were, too. I, they were, thankfully, it went well. Like, it yeah. was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could have been utterly disastrous. Yeah. Um, they could have been like, well, you were a teacher, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, so well, listen, I think right away about that know, teaching yeah. thing. Uh-huh. What are we getting? Yeah, if your first two notes get out and he's standing up to take the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Just like, thank you. Yeah, thank you, love. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, but so it, it went, okay, I managed to hold it together and do the song. Like, I just did the little snippet like that. Um, and they were just incredibly lovely about it. And... You know, Richard Branson, like, after that, was just so supportive. And, you know, we've stayed in touch, actually, since. Wow, wow, cool. Which is really incredible, because he's, like, you know, I mean, he's so busy. He's, like, flying into outer space. He's had a little bit of success. Yeah, Yeah. like, he's, he's, you know, he's he's a pretty big deal. So the fact that he's got time to, you know, and I'll, like, we'll email now and then and stuff and That's I'll send awesome. him like what my cool last dude. Actually, yeah, I, I, really, I, I don't really know if you ever read or see how he does he has a, a blog I think with some of his family members as well where mm-hmm. he does and he kind of updates really interesting things about his life his views of like just his life and, and how he handles stuff and where he's come from stuff like that's really interesting to read some of the stuff yeah uh, actually in looking for Mm-hmm. He had put up uh, a blog post about meeting you and about bravery and all that yes. stuff in like 2017, whenever he did it. And doing that, I had to go through all really? of them. And it was oh, really, wow. yeah, it was right really. On. I couldn't actually find the hit that exact blog post, unfortunately. But I did read some of his other stuff, and it's really, it's really cutting cool. Mm, um, that was a, a very well, that takes, magical that moment. Takes some bravery, you know. I mean, you, you it know. put me on the spot for sure. Yeah. I mean, by far, it was. You could have demurred anything, you know, you could have said, I don't know, even though you could probably mm-hmm. obviously handle it, right? But you didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know. It definitely was a, it was a scary moment, but I kind of knew, like it was almost the instinct thing we were talking about. You just know you have to just go for it. Like there was no other option really in my mind. Even all the people were saying, oh my God, you could have just said like, oh, I don't have my guitar or what, you know what I mean? Right. But I was like, no, I have to just go for this. But that was like, cause I'd been questioning like, am I meant to do this? Like, am I meant to do it? And then literally, no joke, because I'd flown out up to Glasgow that next day, that that then happened, it gave me sort of the confidence to say, yeah, okay, cool, I'm going to keep going on this, like, weird, magical, scary, unbelievable path. Like, Mm. that felt like a sign, in a way, to me. I was like, okay. And, And also, it really helped me because... It was the knock-on effect. Like, the press were all there that day to see him anyway because it was like Richard Branson was in Glasgow and it was a whole big thing. So they were all there. So when that happened, the press went berserk and they were, like, you know, interviewing me and stuff. So then a lot of that, like, after that happened, there was loads of press. And then not that long afterwards, I had that thought of, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, we're do I want to go and like what do I want to do and the answer you know all along really has been to come to America yeah that had really really that's like my dream I'd I'd visited LA you know just on like a holiday years before and absolutely fell in love the moment I got off the plane I was like California like this LA just 
at something magical in the air here. I just and it's I still the feel LSD it. they poke in the air. They yeah. just throw it in the air to make yeah. it just feel like you know it's a place of, of wonder. Yeah, we're transplant. Pretty much everybody's a transplant. Yeah, I don't think there's but, very um, few people you see that. Are yeah, it's, it's like it's, the it's possibility, magical. the whole, yeah, exactly. the magic there is, and creativity. There's just mm. something so in the much air. Creative. I always say to people, man, if you can look past this or the cele- under the celebrity skin, mm-hmm. the real lifeblood of the city is just off. It's off the chains. It's, oh yeah, absolutely. There's so many cool things happening all the time with you know art just like there's art 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 Absolutely. and so many different veins and yeah. the people you can meet just no matter I where know. you're at you, yeah. you know you run I mean the, the way you met my wife or uh-huh. you just end up at an event and then you're both not from the US and, uh-huh. and wearing hats and, and, then next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. and the next thing we're like I know that's the thing though you just never know and there is this constant sort of pace of creativity here in so many different fields primarily like the entertainment industry but yeah in so many different ways like a lot of my friends you know maybe musicians but others that are in you know tv or production or you know all these different things so it's it's electric for me and i felt that you know the moment i touched down on the holiday so when i was deciding i was like this is definitely i've got to at least try so i mean i literally bought a plane ticket i had no I knew no one in America. I didn't have a, a, like a concrete plan or anything. I just was like, you know what? I love it. I'm just gonna come. So I came with my suitcase, my guitar, and just came here. Um, and then I sort of was like, right, okay, what am I gonna do? And then lo and behold, the voice got in touch. To do that, you have to have a visa. Um, and part of the process of getting a visa is that you have to have press and lo and behold the Branson thing had happened so it just all kind of kicked off at the right wonderful moment of like you know these dot to dot to dot to dot and it just all kind of flowed so then eventually yeah I was able to do that and pretty much I've been here you know since like doing my thing so Ah. it's been it's been quite a magical journey so far when did what year did you move here so I first came before I had got a visa or anything like that I first came in 2014 I think okay and then um 2015 was when I first like got a visa to actually work here and and kind of be here and live here and I was sort of like back and forth I've been back and forth since but um really kind of I kind of call LA, LA home now you know oh, yeah. does your family come visit or yes yeah, so they've they've come um, kind of a few times over the years it was cool actually for the voice they flew my mum my mum and one of my brothers like came out that was a dream because I'd been in my mind thinking one day like I'll be able to have my family come over and all yeah, that and yeah. the next thing it was like oh by the way their hotel, their flight, everything. We can make this happen. Wow, so everything, that's they, awesome. They, they got them over here. And hey. I was like, what is that about? <laughs> like, just to come and, I mean, so they were on a trip. They were like, what is going on? Because yeah. I'd not long moved here and the next thing they're being flown. And like, we, we actually got reunited um, on the lot, like on at the Universal lot, like filmed, like being oh, filmed yeah. and stuff. So it was like a whole thing and they were like, what is this about? And I'm like, I yeah. don't know, guys. I don't know. Welcome like, this is this. insane. Um, you know what's funny, actually? I, I, and, and you don't know. I was actually on American Idol. 
You were? I was. Not in the same facet that you guys were. Wait. I, I was working for Best Buy at the time, like 2011. Uh, and they were they had done like some project to help with like a school and they were putting like TVs and stuff up and things like that. So I'm standing in the background behind everyone hey. as one of the people who. So just so you know, I was on I hope you if saved you, the episode. If you zoom in, a friend of mine zoomed in and like circled me on then Facebook. Then there you like, are. Look at that. There's my, there's my nice. friend on TV. <laughs> so so uh, we've all been on. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been on the tube. <laughs> So, that's yeah. Uh, real quick, George. Yes. Can we? Oh, you know what? Oh my God. Um, we've completely uh, gl- glossed over. Yep. The fact that yeah. I just want to do this because yeah. you're you're not much of a drinker, so we're not gonna force you into this. But George and I are gonna. Part uh, of our uh, shtick is that um, we use alcohol. I love it. I love it. Little, you know, a little libation yeah. for just it's, just it makes everybody a little bit more loquacious. Yeah. And, and um, you're Scottish, and we drink scotch, yeah, so, so uh-huh. it really works out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today we actually have the Glenlivet. Uh, it's something I probably won't enjoy, but I wanted to try it anyway. It's a, a Caribbean Reserve, so it's made in rum casks, so it's got like a sweet taste to it. So That's different. Okay. We're gonna, it's a sweet and tropical notes. So oh, it's this a little that. experiment. There you go. Yeah, get started. Well, we love guys. your people. <laughs> it is true. Thank you. Gotta add, gotta add splash water though. Just a small. Oh, you're a good man. No, I don't. I don't drink my scotch with 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 ice, but I do that that little splash of waters. Open the palate. Supposedly. Is that so? Uh, yeah, I don't even really know. I'm, I put my my people to shame the fact that I don't drink scotch. Well, it's, it's <laughs> funny because like... when I was there and I said, oh, you know, like what kind of scotch do you have? They looked at me in the, looked at me dead in the eye and said, it's called whiskey. Uh-huh. It's like my fault. Uh-huh. Get the hell out of here. Oh yeah. You would have you probably would have kicked me in the shins when I was when we were getting on the plane and I was like, uh, you know, with with all our friends to go to Isla. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to Isla. Oh no, you oh, yeah. did not. We all didn't know. The the, the stewardess looked me at me and said, It's Isla. Don't ever call it that. Uh-huh. How <laughs> okay. dare you? I, I learned a lot on that trip of things not to do in other countries. So that opened me up to, you know, when I do travel. <laughs> you know, a mutual friend of ours um, recently took me to a, a charity event in Beverly Hills, and they had the international spokesperson for Macallan. Oh, that's actually and, lovely. And um, we tasted, like, the most amazing Macallans ever. But he was also kind of, like, informational, like, super, just kind of a hip dude, obviously Scottish. What, like, information about the process? Of, and, like, of all of it, yeah. Oh, and, like, you know, and when he, uh, there were, he was so laid back about all of it, you know. He's like, you know, it's not as, we don't take it as serious as, as you think, but... You know, it could break our heart if you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, God bless. So anyway, on that note, salute. Cheers, you Cheers guys. to you. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. It's a, it's a little bit. Look, look, sorry, we got this. There it is. All right. We have to. We have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delicious. It's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. It's really, really not bad. I, I didn't know if I'd like it because. I like single malt, so that's just that's just where I'm doing. And and just full disclosure, we are only doing this to try to get a sponsorship from the Scotch. So <laughs> yeah, our right, biggest thing. I'll see what I can do. Maybe some whiskey. Oh, uh, there you go. You, now that we finally got someone from Scotch, yeah, there perfect. has to be some. There's got to be some. There's there's a niche. There's something we're going to get into there. Okay. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is we we have a we have a wonderful sponsor today that obviously I wrote, um, which after the break we'll come back and, and get into. Uh, they're a great company. <laughs> Uh, I, I write really terrible fake promos that are just <laughs> I've, I have such a strange sense of humor too that uh, hopefully they come out as funny but sometimes I think people are just like did you do that just to make a <laughs> dick joke you know um, I did I did see and I'd love to get into uh, it, 
you you had said in an interview a while ago uh, this year that you were releasing an EP. Has that come out? Yes, yes. It just came out on like Friday, just oh past God. there. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited. This it honestly has been a little while in the making, but um, it's my first since I signed a record deal for this record. Um, my first record deal and it's uh, DVG Records like an independent record label congratulations um, awesome. thank you guys to be celebrated for it's, sure. yes. it's exciting times yeah so it was you know and so fantastic to have their support and um, yeah so I put together this this EP five songs um, and they're all produced actually with an incredible producer Mike um, who's in Florida uh, and it's weird because we didn't actually like create in the same room so I wrote the songs but I knew I'd worked with him before like he'd produce I've never like it's it's, it's kind of a weird thing but um, he'd made two tracks that I did with this other company like this is maybe a few years ago and I always just absolutely loved his production style so I was like yeah let's let's just like go for this I kind of just entrusted him with the whole five songs, but I oh, just wow. knew my instinct was like, yeah, this is the guy. And so, yeah, so the, it's come out. I've released... Um, oh, I See You has come out. Like I the, See You, yeah. Ready to Roll, the one with the, uh -huh. the video that you guys were talking about. So that was the first single. So when did you film, like, I See You is like full on, I mean, it's New York, right? And Yeah, I, I saw New people York. with masks and stuff, so obviously yeah, I was yeah. like, it's, it's recent enough. Yeah, that. oh man, it was so... I, it was all that was a, another magical sort of the way that it all came together. But basically, I see you. Um, so the the director Heather McKay, who directed the first one, I uh, Ready to Roll, the one with the diner yeah, scene yeah. and everything. She's incredible. She's an amazing friend of mine. Uh, absolute creative genius. I think she's an absolute creative genius. And so anyway, she directed the first video and was, we were lined up to do that she was, to, you know, to do the second and for whatever reason she wasn't able to do it and so I, we were kind of on that time schedule of like single releases and videos and stuff yeah. and I just sort of was in that moment of like, oh, like what am I going to do? Like, you know, it was just one of those kind of uh, uh, moments and it was again one of the, a, a guy I had worked with a few years prior who's based in New York reply to something of like a story or something about my first video on Instagram and suddenly I was like oh hold that thought he's a director he's a filmmaker he's incredible he edited the video too and yeah, yeah so he he shot it um directed it and edited it he's amazing um David Jr and David Bates Jr and um yeah so he basically was just like you know, like if you ever want to do anything, and I was like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I actually want to do, uh, you know, like this month, want to do the second video." And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm like, full, I'm like scheduled right through September." Um, and I was like, "Oh man, you know," and he's like, "But I've got literally randomly, I've got like the next three days, like of this week coming up. Any chance you want to come to New York and like?" So I like called the oh, label wow, and I was like, um, by the way, uh, I have a director. He's in New York. Can I go in like two days time and we're going to shoot this video? And he was just like, yeah, like the label were like, do it. Like, just go for it, which was fantastic to have that support. And yeah. also just trust. He was just like, you just trust um, 
trust me to kind of make the right decision and kind of go for it. So we went for it. A couple of days later, I was flying to New York and it was, so it was kind of, it was before the, like the Delta variant of, yeah, of yeah. Um, COVID. So it was kind of coming out of the... Even in the high point when you were able to travel and things. Kind yeah, of it was right? sort of like... I thought we had a... <laughs> yeah, when there was light at the end of the tunnel. Uh-huh, before there was light yeah. before then went away again. Um, but yeah, so there was this sort of like... Um, moment of like this could be possible to actually travel and to do this and when and it was still there were restrictions but it was like we were able to shoot in Times Square and you know all that and that was a miracle coming from like if if it was you know four months before we wouldn't have been able to do that so it all just came together so quickly and magically and we just shot it and you know and David as we'd said he edited the whole thing and kind of turned it around really quickly so that was incredible and then I'm actually about to uh, shoot the third video All right. and Heather McKay is back in business so you're, so, you're, you're back connected then this is so, a... so it worked out so perfectly because awesome. um, you know I want to work with Heather as much as possible like, you know, and that's and we the one you said did ready to roll yeah yeah, okay. she's incredible. So and I wanted to work with her, but then also had the amazing opportunity to work with David Bates. So it was like I kind of worked I, out then because you still yeah, get your second opportunity to work with her. Yeah, with her. With her. Yeah. So it was just absolutely incredible. So yeah, we're shooting the um, the third video on Wednesday. That's oh, coming wow. up. So you're, you're right around the corner then. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's... So it was. I've released the single. The single's out one by one. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Ready to Roll, I See You, and One by One are the singles from the EP. All right. And um, we're doing the video for One by One on Wednesday, and we're turning it around insanely quickly, and we're going to release it the following week, um, so the week before Thanksgiving. We're getting it out before Thanksgiving, so it's all happening quite quickly. Um, that's that's kind of how sometimes it rolls that way. I know, I love that. Because you got to be ready to roll, so. Yeah, hey! <laughs> I want to I take us real quick to a break. Uh, yeah. Just an opportunity to use the restroom and like that. We'll come back. We'll get back into your EP and everything that's coming that way. Um, just because I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, maybe hear a little bit. And maybe you can. Yeah. We'll put you on the spot to play a little bit more again. Anything like that. Uh, you know, so just <laughs> throwing this out there um, before we take our break. Mm-hmm. I hear choices. That's what I'm getting from the okay. universe. So okay. maybe our tail thing that whatever we create today. The theme will be choices. I like it. Oh, okay. I like that. Hey. You're listening to Pod Rock, available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Find us, share with your friends. Now let's get back to rocking. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dream Internship Creation Company. What is your dream job? How can you be certain that your dream job is just that? A dream job. What if it's not what you thought it would be? Well, luckily, the lovely people at the DICC can give you the opportunity of a life of time to live out your dream and that dream job for 24 hours. Maybe you want to see what it's like to be a brain surgeon. We can make it happen. Always dreamed of running in the Olympics? We got your back. Ever thought that being president would be amazing? Well, we can help you find out. There's no job too big or too small for you to try. Can't make up your mind? No worries. Our research team uses what they call the SUC, or Selection Under Creation, which is a delicate screening process in order to pair you with the perfect dream job, with no prior experience required. 
Past DICCSUC clients include David Reich Atchison, David Reich, Rice Atchison, excuse me, and William Hung. So be certain we can make your dream come true. Prices may vary, terms and conditions apply. And don't forget to ask our representatives about our dream job for a month options, because at Dick, there's no job we can't put you in. Yeah, I guess that's a. Hey, hey. That awesome. <laughs> their uh, their uh, their acronym is uh, uh, I don't know. Dick. Well, yeah, Dick, and then they're uh, they they have a selection under creation, so I okay. guess it would come up as Dick Suck. Um, no. Anyway, so <laughs> we're gonna be rich. Comedy oh, no, like see, this. Could be, it, I mean, if it's real, you could think about that. You could try your dream job, and you're put on the spot. You can do what you want and see if it's like. Oh, I love it. It's, it's great. awesome. Now imagine people out there, if you're a charge of a Scottish whiskey company <laughs> you need someone uh, to promote your wonderful uh, product there you'll never find greater advocates you won't than us and we'll do it very seriously <laughs> mm. all right um, yeah back uh, to it so back to it we were before we took the break we were talking about how you're uh, you're coming out on this Wednesday to shoot your your uh, third video uh, in a year, pretty much. Then, right? Yeah. Because that's 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 a lot. Like that's awesome. Um, I and I, I did notice that you you've had a, a wonderful uptick in views on your videos. As mm. you know, when you're seeing them and stuff, there's an uptick between uh, them, and it's it's you're getting some ground and getting some uh, really cool stuff coming your way. So yeah, it's exciting. Is there any fun tidbits or anything cool that you're thinking about doing? Or the that she's thinking about doing for this video that you could give us a give us a. Well, Heads we're kind of thinking of something slightly different. So um, I've actually shot a couple of videos with Heather before. Um, I did the first video with her was more than a mountain. It's about kind of like a rock and roll, you know, out frolicking out in the desert and all that kind of stuff. Um, the second one was Grown Ass Woman, which was like Melrose Avenue. Very I love that like song, th- by the way. That, oh, that song, it's, it's, it's great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, and, and just that idea of like a lot of the treatment for the videos that we've done has been kind of it's quite colourful, joyful, energetic, um, out in the streets like gallivanting around, prancing around um, the streets of LA, and and even ready to roll. There was more of a kind of storyline for that, yep. but it also did incorporate the same kind of like colourful, joyful. Um, frolicking vibes. Yeah, there's an upbeatness to the visuals yeah. as well as uh-huh, yeah, yeah. that kind of energy. So for this one, the song um, "One by One" has got a different feel, and um, we're thinking. So the, I, the 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 sort of idea behind the song is that it's about kind of like fighting for your dream. Like you know, maybe you're struggling, maybe you're you know, it's not going particularly well or according to plan. But and the days are just going by and going faster and faster. But just hang on to that dream, whatever that is, that passion inside you or purpose or something in you that's driving you forward. Just bloody well hang on to that and fight for it. And sometimes, you know, when we go for a dream or do that thing, we have to. It's not easy. And it does involve a bit of a fight. You know, you have to kind of it sort of involves a bit of grit, a bit of like digging in to your, your courage and your fight, you know? So that's kind of what the song is about. And um, we felt that, yeah, we're, we're going to shoot in uh, <laughs> this kind of a very different vibe, but it's like a sort of derelict, kind of dilapidated sort of warehouse um, 
feel. It's like a kind of almost a wee bit spooky, actually. It's like a yeah, a sort of abandoned warehouse. Mm. Um, and yeah, just gonna it's gonna be quite simple and. Are we talking like Footloose kind of vibe, where he's just swinging around the warehouse kind of thing? <laughs> like, like, uh, oh man, just dancing like, like kick, kicking the kicking uh-huh. the water up. That'll be just, me yeah. gallivanting in the warehouse this time. No, um, it's actually that's the thing. We're just gonna do something very different for us, and it's kind of out of our comfort zone because we have done more of that colourful vibe. Um, this is not colourful at all. It's quite serious and. Um, yeah, just a different feel. That's awesome. The hopefully we'll get the kind of vibe of the song, and the, it'll be a more simple kind right. of um, treatment and stuff. And you write all your own stuff. Like, yes. Top right on. It's yeah. Cool. It's yes. nice when you work with the same director so often, though, too, because you can kind of have those opportunities to try something different. Yeah. And you trust in each other yes. that it will work. You know, and that that you can kind of take that leap to try something that is kind of you know, maybe out of your comfort zone a little yep. bit, uh, especially with a song that isn't so upbeaten you know and, and totally. in that way you need to take a different approach to it because, definitely uh, uh, and that's been so, so fantastic as well because I have worked with Heather before and she's a good friend she's a close friend so we have that kind of shorthand yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then just a kind of relaxed feel if I have an idea or something I can say to her and vice versa and I really trust her um, opinion even for things like wardrobe and stuff like that like I'll have an idea of the styling but I like to, you know, kind of, we kind of collaborate on that together because I really trust her point of view, her yeah. creativity, her, she's, she's just so fantastic with all that stuff. So, but yeah, it, that's the thing with both of us, we're kind of coming out of the comfort zone of what we've done before. It's a great way to do it with your friend and someone you can just have that, have experience with, have a relaxed feel with. I like know. that theme about grit, you know, um, We've talked about this uh, even on this uh, in this podcast before, and, and a lot of um, I mean, what we do requires an immense amount of grit, you know, to come in and say mm-hmm. I want to be an artist or you know I want to be in the creative side of any business is just cuckoo, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to have grit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, it's interesting. I was reading this article about a week ago about. Um, this this woman was writing that you know sometimes um, you know diminishing returns right at one point you should just like quit is okay you know mm. and I, you know I, I'm I've, I come from the F Scott Fitzgerald school where I can have two opposing thoughts and, you know, at the mm-hmm. same time right you know um, that being said so I always I, I don't just like get pissed off when I see something that's a different of a difference of opinion you know so when I was reading the article and I'm like all right you know let me let me think about that because I'm you know I'm old so I've been doing this forever and. And, you know, you could easily make a case. But I'm also, I work with, like, a legacy artist, too, that's, you know, in his mid-70s. And he's got it. You know, he shows up. And, he's, you know, and, I thought, and that's how I look at myself. Like, you know, whatever happens, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to die doing this. You know, I, I love it. You know, yes. um, it's in my, like, it's in my blood. So, mm-hmm. um, and reading that article, I was thinking about, well, okay, yeah, but I, 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 maybe if you're, like, a administrative assistant or I, I don't know like, or, or in the mm-hmm. corporate machine you know maybe you know but and I thought well would it really apply here and like I, I just don't see it because if you've had this I mean to really go this far right if you're like past 23 4 years mm-hmm. old and you're like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it you know you're you're nuts you know yeah, unless you are cuckoo and mm-hmm. like but in a good way like I just love this so I'm gonna be an artist creating music or whatever it is you know finger paint the rest of my life mm-hmm. so um, I think that 
it still holds you know, it still holds water like the idea of like sticking to it having the grip because as you know how awesome is it when you write a song you know mm-hmm. and how awesome is it when you have these experiences you're in New York from the killer video you're, you got a record deal I mean you know what I mean like you're out there doing things and and now and it's not like it's every day you know it's like these are my like oh cool this is what we're doing this time right and this is what we're doing tomorrow and so when these things happen and if lightning strikes and first off you've got everything all right I'm so it's there's a star yeah, power so, with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's you know I mean you know it, what, listen, watching those videos yesterday, I was like, "Oh my God!" You know, I mean, this is as, as this is as pro as anything gets. You know, and um, well, thank you. No, I mean, no, for real. I mean, I'm not just you know, I'm just not, it's anybody could look at it and will agree with me. So uh, uh, that all being said, but you have to have that moxie that that you've got to continually go up there and say, you know what? All right, maybe I'm not a bazillionaire today, but I'm going to keep going anyway, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there's people that get into it for fame and fortune and if you get into this kind of a creative well even if you were to get lucky and you can you went into it with that as your your north star i think you're you know you're going to end up in a bad place well, completely because you're not there's no drive to continue after that point mm-hmm. there's no and also what are you going to do i mean kind of you know i was watching george carlin a couple nights ago and he's like you know what happened to the danger you know like where's life it's like people just what are you gonna do eat and drink for like the rest of your 30 years <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah you still got time on this planet what you know, do you go do, now? do like, something yeah. with it it's not just about you know surviving for as long as it's about living your life right so yeah you know i was i was looking uh, uh you had said that um the song I see you kind of came out of uh, uh, an, uh, an interview, I think, with uh, Michelle Obama and yeah, and, and oh, yeah, I read that too. yeah, we're like talking about, but 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 the the whole, I guess, premise behind it is that that you do like like you see people who are in hardships and stuff like that and helping people and you know and and it does have that that song has that vibe. It really, does. I went to sleep humming it because you know I, I listened to it and stuff. But it was, it's such a. There, it's like a it, it it to me the tone isn't really upbeat, but it's an upbeat song. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, like it's yeah. Got I know that. what you mean. And um, um, was that was that written during the pandemic times? Like was yes. this? Yeah. Okay. So in leading into that, and this is kind of for both of you because George writes consistently. He's always doing something like that. How has the pandemic really changed, improved, or maybe lessened the way you're creating now, and maybe the tone of your songs? Hmm. Good question. Go for it, George. No, no, me. It's all about you. <laughs> um, I think that you know. I think for everyone, it's sort of knocked everybody off their feet in different ways. Um, and I think on a practical level, for my like a lot of my I do a lot of like corporate gigs, and they all kind of stopped overnight. And that was kind of my main sort of flow of what I was doing. And suddenly it stopped. So I was kind of in that. I didn't, I didn't have that initial, and I saw on online, you know, when you see how different people are reacting in different ways, and I saw a lot of my friends um, in the, you know, the kind of music industry, like, just, they were doing, you know, struggling, but then they were really productive, right? And yeah. they were, like, doing all this stuff and doing these, like, online concerts and, like, all this stuff, and I just thought it was fantastic. But I felt the polar opposite, like nothing in me wanted to like get online and do a live stream and stuff. I was like, no effing way. Like I just did not feel, didn't feel productive, didn't feel, you know, I just, I I kind of, 
you know when they say when you get hit by some sort of adversity or some challenge it's like are you going to the fight or flight kind of fight or flight and rise to the challenge I have to be perfectly honest like I just froze I didn't you know it was the panic because obviously of work but also then I couldn't go back to Scotland because of the travel stuff and it was all this thing so it was that idea that I just kind of stopped in my tracks um, and didn't feel creative at all at first Um, but then sort of after a while when you're sort of sitting with that you know something sort of started coming through and I started finding a bit of a voice again and sort of creativity again and so now I feel like um yeah it that I kind of went in a bit deeper or something it's hard to kind of articulate what I mean but um I kind of reached a depth that I hadn't really gone to before maybe in my writing or something I don't know um and in honesty I kind of all my stuff has been very from the heart and, and really honest, but um, some sort of, maybe some barrier or something has just fallen, everything fell away. It was just like, you know, getting to the bare bones of what I wanted to talk about and, you know, keeping things really simple. Were you able to write about what was happening? Because I, I, like for myself, I, I could, like I'm, I was very similar my mm-hmm. experience because I've also been, a, I've had residency for 30 years, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. in LA, like twice a week, somewhere playing clubs for my whole life. Amazing. And I went from that to zero. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and aside, aside from writing, you know, which is also probably like the, it, maybe sometimes it even edges out on which is the bigger high, you know, performing or, mm-hmm. or composing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I was like, you, I, I just didn't feel it, you know? And I also, it was such a weird place that I did see like my friends and, and others um, go online and try to find an outlet, but I just was like you, I didn't have that. And, mm-hmm. But I was not able to really write about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I still you know, was writing about other things. Um, and if anything, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of like a melancholy guy, mm-hmm. and, and um, I don't shy away, and I dig in deeper you know, is when I write for what, because I just like to write what I write. You know, mm-hmm. if people like it, they like it, if they don't. Um, so then I found myself trying to write happy songs, because you know, I was like, you know, let, I was just such in a weird, ugly place. But, that, mm-hmm. but it was not about the pen. I couldn't really, um, you know, because I guess some artists can get a, a tragedy like that will happen. We're locked up and things blow and um, you'll write about it. Mm-hmm. Were you that or? No, I, well, I'm trying to think because the song I See You was written during that time. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's almost like <laughs> our mascot. Our mascot <laughs> yeah. wants to say something. Come um, on, Dudley. Oh, Dudley. Cutest, it's all good. The cutest little nugget. Um, but yeah, so the song I see you, it was almost like not directly about like the pandemic, but it was. It did have a kind of now looking back, it did have that feel of like you know, seeing, thinking about people struggling in that moment and feeling like you just can't, just, yeah, th- th- things are just not looking good. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and actually for that song, I had it was all kind of came together because the, the Michelle Obama 
and I saw the Oprah Michelle Obama interview and they were talking she was talking about like her purpose of you know really letting people know that they're seen and heard and how important that is especially yeah, for young people and you know at any time at any point you know and and we all really want that's what we all really right. want is just to know that you know we're not alone and we're seen and heard so it, I'd watched that and then also you know the stuff was hitting the fan it was all kind of kicking off and it was just not looking good um and that's the song's really about that of saying like it doesn't matter if you're struggling it was almost like singing to other people but in a way it helped me because it was oh, like yeah. i was struggling as well you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like um but yeah sometimes i feel that with my writing it's like i'm singing it's sounding as if i'm singing to somebody else but yeah. it is also to myself as yeah, well in a weird way but yeah so it's therapy isn't it <laughs> You know, creating, writing, singing songs. It's like therapy. It's good for your Oh, your absolutely. Yeah. It's good for the soul. Yeah. It's good for everything, just to get it out. Yeah. Um, That's actually refreshing to hear because as someone who doesn't create music, music is therapy in the way that you listen and people get stuff out of it. So mm-hmm. if you're getting therapy creating it, people mm-hmm. get therapy. Well, yeah. It. I mean, it's I, just lovely, just I, roundabout. Even you your song, I See You, I, I thought it was very healing. You know, yeah. Like oh, very, my gosh, yeah. Like a healing kind of... It's like chill, and you know that was the first thing I saw too. So I was like, "Oh wow, what's this?" And then I was thrown for a loop when I saw the other one. You know, I was like, "Oh cool, okay, there's way more to you." Oh yeah. man, yeah, it's it's really interesting, um, and that that's actually really refreshing to know that, that both of you have uh, have struggled in it because, like you said, you've you've had friends who found an outlet and were able to do something, and mm-hmm. you know, you hear stories that Shakespeare wrote a lot of his stuff during a pandemic, and it's like, mm-hmm. but not everyone has that innate ability mm-hmm. to just say cool, no, I'm going to do this, you know? Totally. Or, or even, in, in, you know, it can take a while to kind of find yourself again. Like, you know, I was, I just froze. It was that thing of I didn't feel like doing anything. I didn't want to, yeah. you know, be all out there and online and everything. But after a while, start started coming back, you know, and I actually ended up writing a bit. I released, I actually ended up releasing an EP during that time. Um... Randomly, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, actually produce my first song. Oh, yeah. Um, this random, I don't know what, when you say, you know, you'll wait until it come, comes yeah. back again. A random 80s dark wave, new wave thing came out of me. <laughs> I have no idea. Guys, I don't know. Love it, love it. That's um, cool, yeah. But it just, like, it was all around about that time. And it was just this thing came out. I was inspired by this TV show, Glow, of the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my friend Mariana was in it. She's one of she read you the, right on. Uh, the so um but yes I was so inspired by that and it was almost that thing again of like singing I love that show too to, uh, so good um kind of inspiring trying to sort of inspire myself inspire my friends just trying kind of get out but anyway I ended up producing it in my studio apartment myself and then put it out so that kind of started bringing me back to life again right. so it can take a while as my point is just that yeah, you know yeah. it, um everybody and I think that's okay right so at first and even now sometimes when I'm struggling like and you see people online and they're killing it and they're doing a thing and it's all like you know I think it's okay to be like inspired by that and motivated by it but also go at your own pace like if you don't feel like Uh, doing a million things I can tell you from um you know 30 years probably older than yeah um Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. because like I said, if um, if you're gonna do this, and this is the path that obviously you've chosen, I mean, you if you try to rush it, push it, you know, squeeze it, do anything like that to it, 
it's not it's just going to go further and further away mm-hmm. you can't sit on your ass either and just mm-hmm. hope for things to fall out of the sky mm-hmm. right but i mean that's why the moxie comes in there but but um, you just have to just keep walking that walk at your own pace and, yes. and just pay attention to everything else that's all around you. That's exactly it. And you, you brought up a really interesting point that with social media is you should be able to find, um, uh, like you said, uh, uh, inspiration from mm-hmm. it. But so many times people don't find that they, they get down on themselves because mm-hmm. they see someone else doing well and they don't see it as, and social media is just that you post when you're doing well, you generally don't post when you're not. Absolutely. You know? So I think that's a beautiful thing. If people just look at social media as a way to just be inspired and be happy for your fellow mm-hmm. person rather than look at it like that's not me because no, my time, my train is different than their train. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You, you had a different path than they did and you should be happy for that, but also go, you know what? I can do a little bit better as well. Yes. And if we can get to that point, then we don't have to be so upset with all these social media. Yeah, what do you care about an algorithm at that point? Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I think that comes from people um, leading the way. You need people that are that people look up to, especially kids, because it's the real deal, especially with young girls, right? I'm mm. a dad. Mm-hmm. I have a girl. And it's like I worry like all the time. And uh, it's if you could have people that they're looking up to um, making that stay, or you just live in it, walking the walk, you know, mm-hmm. um, then I, I think that that could happen. Because right now, it's still, we've turned, did you ever read that Seven Habits of Successful People or something like that by yes. Stephen Covey, right? Yeah. Um, he talks in the beginning of the book about how there's different phases in like uh, history. And and we're like the 1920s right now, he's pointing out. It was like we're just, and this is in the 90s or something, right? It's like, we're turning into a personality phase yeah. like where you have uh, celebrities that, you know, we're no, you know, it's not like we have like a celebrated scientist or this, that guy's a virtuoso, you know, or any of that. And now it's just like, uh, how many Instagram followers do you have? Right. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, and you could be anybody. And just, if you have enough Instagram followers, you're famous, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's Completely. what we celebrate now, which is kind of ass backwards. Right. And that, and it goes, but you know, things will change and it goes up and down. And, and I think that's part of, part of the problem is now you have this, you know, this morphing of our society and then mm-hmm. um, bam, you have social media on top of it where it could just proliferate like crazy, um, you know, God almighty. Right. And so now, you know, young kids are like, they're really being pushed in, in these places that they never have in any oh, yeah. in time yeah. in, in history. So, you know, I, I hope if there's enough people that are cool and then have that as like a, as a, as a thing, I hope that becomes fashionable uh, to be cool, to care about others. You know, I've always, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm very truthful about you know where I am in my life and I can take a good assessment of myself and but I mean when I was young especially like 15 years old I mean I played piano when I was five and got really good at guitar like at 15 I was singing all my life you know so I'm like music was I was very proficient you know mm-hmm. and then I got even better at it and was able to do other things and go to other places but. Um, but I thought I was bee's knees, you know, I like, who doesn't, you know, I mean, I guess have, I had taught students that, you know, that same feelings. Right. So I know, um, that's just natural. And, but at some point you're like, ah, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, especially if you have like a close friend that does really well, it's cool to celebrate them. You know, it's cool Mm -hmm. to see that happen for me and you feel, and I hope most people feel that way, feel good about it. Because um, I do, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I think if we can have more and more people be that way, right. celebrate others' good fortune and be happy for them, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's then, interest- then we wouldn't have to worry about what the social media Completely. companies are doing. I think know, so. a, that's an introspective thing, though. People have to be comfortable with themselves to be comfortable with someone else's success. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because people, a lot of times, and I, I've been victim of it when I was younger and stuff, too, and I still, every now and then, it still happens. You see someone that you're like... 
dang, like, oh, that success is, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, it's jealousy and you have to be open to that jealousy and okay with it and go, you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. My time will come kind of a thing. Right, your own, exactly. That's what I'm, what, take your time, your yes. own path, your own thing and just be cool and, and be happy. So, Definitely. Yeah. There, uh, there was, I was going to say that like, um, so the author Julia Cameron, there's a book, The Artist's Way. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's so amazing. That actually might be on my bookshelf. It's uh, so good, so good. But one of the things she talks about is that um, jealousy thing where, and I just love this perspective where she was saying, in a way, it is actually a signal that jealousy, it's not a bad thing at all. It's a signal of something, some gift in you that is um, waiting to be expressed or you want something that you want to do it's actually a sign of part of your purpose I love it which is so true because I remember um, funnily enough even like talking about the voice um, I never um, like entered that like in, in terms of like signed up they randomly contacted me but I didn't ever enter these contests because I just was like can't possibly like I didn't what I would never have a chance and all that like I was sort of like that insecure way but and I couldn't this is crazy but like I never watched those shows because I always whenever I saw anything like that there was part of me that was unexpressed at the time that I wasn't really singing and like fulfilling my potential and I couldn't watch those shows and and part of me is like oh no I just don't really like you know and I'm like no it's actually because there was something in me that was not really being expressed right and so I love that perspective of thinking when you have that little pang of jealousy or something using it like we were saying as inspiration but also as a signal that there's something what is that telling you like maybe there's something in you that you're not doing that's that, right. that actually that's completely true you should sort of look at and you know try and get those the gifts that you have like try and sort of express them and get them out there maybe in another way like I love that perspective I, I actually, really, yeah very cool I never heard that before I think that also kind of goes with, with failure as well you can kind of put it in the same vein as that yes. like because like, like, so many people view failure as such a bad thing but I was listening to a, a podcast called Edge of NFT. They were talking about NFTs and how big that is. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a clever name because it's infinity, but it's NFT. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys on there was uh, was saying about when he looks at who he wants to work with, he looks for failure because he looks for people who have failed and are still trying because mm. that is a, to him, is, is a moniker of someone who has a gift and wants to keep going for it. Just because you fail doesn't mean that you're bad. doesn't mean that you are not able to do it. It means that, that one thing didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I guess the same kind of a feeling, like like the jealousy that, that I think failure, if you still have that want to keep going after you fail and if, you, if it's still there, mm-hmm. then that is. That, wouldn't that be your gift trying to... Absolutely. There's Absolutely. something in you trying to trying to get out and just keep going with it, you know? And And just soak up the inspiration and channel it in a positive way I was thinking that like to do with the social media stuff you know it's like when you're actually sort of can be really honest with yourself and take instead of being like oh like I just don't want to you know I'm just going to unfollow that person because it bothers me that they're you know doing so well or or doing stuff that I'm not doing and all that like instead of that it's like no actually giving them celebrating their success but also using that to like motivate you to be like okay you know yes like and I do that I mean I'm surrounded by people 
um, my f- a lot of good friends of mine are just so insanely talented. It's unreal. And, you know, a part of me is like, well, I've come from Scotland. I mean, I could literally be like, oh my God, like I'm never going to be that or this or that, you know, and sing like that or whatever. And it's like, no, we all have our own unique gifts to give, our own unique voice, our own unique story and path and all that. Um, And it's about taking that inspiration, like for example, one of my friends, and you know, so many of them that are really dedicated to what they're doing, their craft, their work, their profession there, you know, and it just blows me away. And I'm like, man, like, yeah. Nah, I'm talking to myself. Like, nah, right. you better get your butt in gear here. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's good. It's it motivates me to like get up off my butt and you know. I, I will say there, there's a there's a you get endorphins from being excited about other people, and so you will be more creative the more excited you are about other people's success because there's a high. It's the same thing like when you help someone, you feel good. So if someone's doing something well and you celebrate that, suddenly you're already at that heightened thing of like, yeah, that's great for them. And there's something so cool about saying, I know a person who's doing this. Like, you know, yes. I want to celebrate that. I, I can do stuff too. Yeah. You know? And it's, uh-huh. you, you carry that positivity and you should really just kind of go through that because that would be a This is our, this our, our most positive podcast yet. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> but I do think that comes around with it. I think it's your choice. How would you choose to to handle adversity in that sense. If it's failure or someone else's success, the pandemic, you know, anything that way. Like, where do you find, where do you find your, uh, your direction in that sense? Absolutely. George, I love this. So, um, do you feel like singing anything to this? This is, this is I feel like something about choices.
absolutely fantastic. I love that. Oh my god. That was uh that came out of just the air. Pure fucking talent, to be honest. That was absolutely incredible. Now I love that was so fun. That was fun. Yeah, come on. That's, we can. That's we the... can choose what we want to do, you guys. Yes. We have exactly. choices. We can yeah. do it. That is completely it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the vibe that we want to create on this is the openness, the opportunity to be able to just see what comes out, you know, yeah. Some, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's there. And, you know, when you sit down with somebody that's as talented as you are, oh, God, it was strumming a chord. Your voice is like an angel. It really is. Oh it's just God. amazing to listen Thank to. Thank you, George. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Of course. Yeah. Seriously. We are nearing the end of this. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're sticking to our 45, 45, we've got about eight minutes left. So we have plenty of time to just, uh, uh, if you have, you want, do you want to sing one of your, yeah. Would you like to give us a little bit of a taste of maybe what's to come or if Um, you have anything? I'm trying to think what would be a good, um, give me a key and I'll accompany you in the background. Sure. I mean, maybe we could even just do. Actually, which is about choosing what the hell you want to do. Yes. Um, ready to roll. Okay. Oh, yes. Which just G, C, and D. Um, Good enough. Which is actually hold that thought. Okay. I'm just going to make sure. Hey, Natalie Clark and George Adrian on Pond Rock, though. This is, uh... Thank you so much, by the way. This is... No, thank you. Oh, thank you. Having you on has been such a pleasure. This is, uh... This has been amazing. Wait, tell me, how is the scotch going down? What do you think? I enjoy it. It's actually lovely. Is it good? I don't know why you you thought it was not going to be... Well, I'm not into the sweet stuff. I I want it to... I want a campfire in my mouth. I want something that, you know, tastes like that. I want... I want peat out of everywhere but I will say this is um, where'd you get this little bad boy we order a lot of our stuff from Total Wine and more and I just go pick it up so I actually if you can't tell I kind of like scotches when you look at back here <laughs> that's a good collection yes. that is a serious collection over mostly here mostly Lagaville and stuff and I've actually I've got three or four bottles in there that are special bottles to me that I haven't opened but yeah I'll whatever you one guys more. Yeah. all right <laughs> you know, at least as soon as you go, right, go. I'm like, oh, wait, what was I going to play? Um, okay, got it. And I think. Okay, um, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Feeding the flow. Feeding the sunshine through my window. I'm in the door. Red. <laughs> Can it go a 
words to my own song. <laughs> I, right. I put it down to podcast, the pressure. The pressure. Oh, gosh, yeah. uh, I, just, I could do Richard Branson. But I literally, <laughs> was, I know, Richard Branson's fine, but you guys, I mean, I was like, oh. oh that's too um, funny, so I'm sorry about that. But we got that the point awesome. across. Oh, that is such a cool melody, man. I love it. Yeah, that that first line just grabs me. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's such a so good. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you Yeah, you have I mean, that's something like Aretha Franklin would have done. That's, I was about to say, wasn't that like kind of an influence like I Motown Aretha Franklin kind of stuff like Absolutely yeah. love Aretha Franklin as the queen of, of course, yeah. yeah, I mean But can you I mean, doesn't that sound like It does yeah, though. Yeah, it's, it's so got that it's that that oh man, and it just makes you want to Oh, yeah, you exactly. Oh, you guys, thank you. That, that, that's like that's like that's like a song I would legitimately like be able to work out to because it's got that kind of a feeling. I'm like, yeah, oh hell yeah, is, I'm just not there for it. So this is gonna be you know. Well, aside from everybody wanting to listen to this because your voice is so cool and also your accent, <laughs> but oh. I can't wait for you just to be like a huge success. So we can oh my say gosh, it'll be we amazing. Have her on our yeah. podcast, clap for you, come see concert you and stuff. Uh, yeah. Which is actually, it's nice that you you haven't been here long enough. I don't know if it'll happen to you because you do have such a thick accent. But like mm-hmm. my wife is. Losing a little bit of her accent. Really? She's, I haven't seen her for a while, so I don't know. Like she actually, she just texted me. She's like, "I just left work. I'm on my way home. Keep her here." Oh, so, uh, I know. I so, need to. We were like, we have to have a quick hello, oh, yeah. hello, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, complete. Yeah, she said, "I just left. Make her stay. I'll be there ASAP." Oh, uh, yeah, right so on. sweet. It was about two or three minutes ago. So okay, she'll, she'll as long as oh, she nice. stays. The same. So uh, shall we take it out? I think so. Um, real quick, just a, a, another thank you, Natalie. Really do appreciate it. Um, for anyone listening, make sure to check her out. Her website, uh, nataliecollectmusic.com. Uh, check out on Instagram and Facebook with the You will be thing. happy you did. Yeah. Oh. My God. Check out her, her EP is out now. She's got another <laughs> yeah. music video coming out soon. Um, so... I'm going to tell everybody about you. Oh That's my gosh, great. yeah. Thank it's, you It's really so cool much. to hear somebody... Um, you know, like I said, you just have like a, a great, great voice. It's natural. It's just... Um, it's so rich. I love Thank to love to hear so you sing. Much. It it's, really it means yeah. a lot. Just yeah. you're an amazing musician, no, and just thanks, hearing yeah. this lovely feedback is cool. amazing. And thank you so much, you of guys, course. for having me for a chat. This has been so nice. And um, yeah, this is just thank you for for making me feel so welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, George, Natalie, bring us up. All right. Uh, play anything you want, and I'll noodle us out. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Let's noodle, noodle yeah. our way out of this. Yeah. Oh, let's do something mellow. We, we were at something E and A earlier that was nice. Oh, uh-huh, that was nice. I yeah. remember. Oh yeah. I, I felt like it was like a Hallmark Channel that. song. Yeah. That was that kind of mellow vibe, wasn't it? It was. Right. Let me see. Peace. 
you've just heard Pod Rock, available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, basically anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe, share, give us a thumbs up. We offer original insight into the world of music with friends, scotch, and you know what? A little bit of rock. Pod Rock with George Adrian is co-produced by Mobtown Productions with LLA Productions. That was fantastic.